Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What I've seen of intimate relationships is that people were designed to hurt you. But at the same time that people were designed to hurt you, they were also designed to hold you. When you say you forgive someone, you have to let them out of the prison of their past. I wanted to actually ask... Once a cheater, always a cheater. I think it's also making peace with the fact that you won't be able to reconcile with everyone, but you will always be able to reconcile at least with yourself. Mm, that's good. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters around the world. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about rekindling lost love, getting back with your ex mending broken friendships forgiving your parents it's giving reconciliation Mm. especially because i was actually inspired by one of our previous episodes where we had talked about toxic friends Mm. we had also talked about the reality of going through the motions of lifelong friendships and the reality is sometimes the girlies actually have to reconcile with people that they have kicked out of their life how do you do that how do you know you're ready for that and how do you do it in a way that is true to yourself so good stuff. Good stuff. But before we get into all of that juiciness, we of course have some housekeeping announcements. Yay. And the big housekeeping announcement to ensure that this TMS house is swept is the live show. <gasps> Crazy stuff, man. We're gonna be joined by some of our favorite sisters in the world to have some very very juicy conversations and panel discussions about navigating womanhood through the ages and different stages and phases of life um and we're also going to be doing some fun stuff think games competitions listening to music all co-hosted by the fabulous adela afadi elaine baby so come come and have a good night out at hackney empire Literally one of the most iconic venues in London. Cannot believe that this is where we're doing this on a Friday night. But honestly, come and join us. The link is always in the description and in the show notes for you to grab your ticket because they're going hella fast. Quickly. And make sure that you do bring a sister, bring a friend, bring a brother, bring anyone who you feel like would enjoy the conversation and benefit from it but before we get into the meat and bones of the topic we of course have a ding 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 dilemma let us get into it hey ladies hope all is well Mm. i've always struggled with friendships from a young age and it's not like i never try but it seems that people don't try with me I am clearly unwanted and unvalued in terms of friendships. I have spoken to my therapist about this and she says I should focus on the friends that do show up. Well, the thing is, my friends that do show up are only online. I live in South Africa and my friends live in Pretoria where I moved to um, Johannesburg for uni. I have actively tried making friends It's had its bad moments where I don't connect with the person. But other than that, I just feel unwanted, unseen and not valued. It hurts so bad, like... Will I not be able to make any friends at all that make me feel valued? Mm. I've been the forgotten, nerdy, awkward black girl for years now. Mm. Help. Oh, that's tr- that's really sad. It's very unfortunate. Um, and it's sad that like 
this is how you're kind of viewing your story as well but obviously from life experiences um I can imagine that this is quite hurtful and quite um a sad idea to reckon with that like oh am I wanted am I loved am I cared for um it's good that you're in therapy. It's really great that you have a therapist to walk through this with. And it could just be that you're not appreciated where you are, right? Mm. And you need to find yourself in an environment and amongst people who will appreciate you and love you. And it could just be that, you know, the people who are around you immediately where you're currently living um, don't. And that's mm. very, very sad to have to come to terms with. And like you said, if if we're counting on what you said, if you've put yourself out there and people just aren't reciprocating that kind of energy and care, girl, you've tried. And so maybe it's time to up and go somewhere else. You know, you said you moved for uni and you met people there. Maybe lean into that. See if you can relocate and find a place which makes you happy because our environment and having people in our community and somewhat near us who actually make us feel happy, feel, make us feel safe and feel like we actually have a social life mm-hmm. is a huge part of our well-being. And there are many people who up and leave from an area or from a community because they feel like they just don't belong or they're just not happy they don't feel like they actually have that sense of a group and group belonging yeah and if it is that you have found those people that you click with but they're in a a different location as much as it does entail quite complicated logistics sometimes moving city or even moving country you may actually want to think about that moving and leaning into what's already working and don't be afraid of that there is still a way to start building a life where you do have you know a buzzing social life and people Mm. who you feel like are supporting you even if you are in a place that's slightly out of your comfort zone or has been unfamiliar for the majority of your life so for me personally I would consider moving closer to the friends that I already have and just kind of waving goodbye to the not waving goodbye you can always return but like what's keeping you where you are right Mm. if it is that you want to lean more into friendships you may want to relocate and be closer to the people who you consider friends and if you can't do that I know that you know we talk about parasocial relationships all the time but it could just be that your existing friendships need to be sustained leveraging the digital world Mm -hmm. right and so if you are maintaining your friendships by sending messages and doing facetimes and basically maintaining it virtually there's also nothing wrong with that for a season as well Mm -hmm. but you do need that in-person communion from time to time and so think about how you're going to satisfy that need it could also be that you need to start meeting new people as well and take those labels off yourself just because you've been rejected by people in the past it doesn't make you unlovable Mm. it doesn't make you unwantable if that's even a word somebody will appreciate you many people will appreciate you it just might not be the people who you've met so far unfortunately but that's okay don't write off the whole of humanity and more Mm. importantly don't write off yourself because you feel like you've had negative experiences with a few people in the past because I always love this saying you haven't met everyone that's going to love Mm -hmm. you yet Mm -hmm. and so there's always hope for the future to find people who you click with and it doesn't take a million people to like you right it just takes a few and you found a few but they're not close and so maybe it's time to start branching out of the people you've been trying with who aren't reciprocating you know your advancements and start finding new people start finding new events that you could go to or new like you said you met these people um at college or university it could be that you need to find a social setting to meet new people in so find a hobby find a group whatever it is um that allows you to gather with other people and see Mm. what they're like you know if it's a religious organization if it's just you know finding uh, a social place to kind of meet people then do that but don't close your heart off to people and don't um don't 
yeah, don't walk around with these labels on yourself that like, it seems like you're unwanted. It seems Mm. like you're unloved. Like, no, you'll find people who love you. And I really hope that you love you. I really hope that you still are able to recognize even through maybe rejection that you are still amazing, right? Mm. And you value that. And you are able to pinpoint, this is what I love about me. And it's what people should appreciate about me. Um, And if you keep those things at the forefront of your mind, you remind yourself that actually just because somebody hasn't accepted me, doesn't mean I'm unacceptable. It doesn't Mm. mean that I um, haven't got anything that's beautiful about me. You Mm. definitely do. And other people have recognized it. They're just not close by. So it's time for you to be quite directive in terms of, are you going to up and go where it is you are appreciated and where Mm. you can blossom? and where you are loved or are you just going to find new people who can offer you that love that you seek Mm -hmm. um and it's not bad that you seek it at all it's now time for you to be intentional about finding it that's what i'd say how about you no i love that that was super comprehensive i I really love how you touched on i hope you love you yeah because i think sometimes we can turn our desire to be loved into like really seeking affirmation from other people and also a lot of people pleasing um so yeah i really love that you touched on that i think the only thing that i would add there is just being clear on what the opposite feels like for you so you Mm. mentioned that you feel unwanted Mm. unloved and undervalued Mm. what does it look like for you in a friendship setting to feel loved to feel wanted to feel valued because I think it might even be lost in translation or communication there may be people in your life that are willing to do that already Mm. but they don't have a clear picture or understanding as to how you receive it Mm. so how do you receive that love how do you receive um that affirmation that you are valued it may be worth um thinking about some of your online friendships that you mentioned that um, have been taken over pretty well or even some of the folks that you still currently have around you maybe having a conversation with some of them and ask them okay so how do you show up in like friendships like what are the ways in which um you you know feel loved how can I support you mm. and then equally being clear and articulating what it is that you need mm. um because oftentimes again lost in translation but also a mm. lot of people don't understand how to do that for people if they haven't said it mm. um so make sure that you actually have some clarity around what it is that you need in friendships in order to provoke the more positive feelings rather than kind of doubling down on the more negative feelings and the negative um, outcomes of some of the interactions you've already had. And yeah, I would definitely say like, really think about some of the communities and the societies around you right now that you may be able to delve into some of um, them like I think we naturally gravitate to some of the things that we're interested in so like hobbies or like communities but also don't be afraid to experiment as well Mm -hmm. go to communities or societies that you may think oh I'm a bit like shy to engage with Mm -hmm. but I am actually like interested or I would be out of my comfort zone joining this I know you mentioned awkward nerdy black girl I definitely resonate Mm -hmm. um but sometimes you actually need to put yourself in a place of discomfort in order to get that comfort that you um you need essentially so don't be too afraid to kind of like push past that awkwardness obviously take your time with it I know that it's very difficult making friends especially in this climate where a lot of us spend a lot of time online and it's really difficult to actually find community gatherings um but where there are community gatherings please please try and prioritize maybe like once a week even going out or Mm. setting yourself an actual target of I'm going to find a way to invite friendship into my life and invite community into my life and making it a, a real intentional goal um Um, But other than that, yeah, echoing Courtney, I really hope that you love yourself, girl, because trust me, you are not the first and certainly not the last person to feel this way. There are a lot of people that feel unwanted or unloved or um, just don't feel like they found their people yet. And that is 
very, very normal, especially at the life stage that you're at as well, being in uni, um, being in this particular place, it's not a weird or like completely new thing. Absolutely. A lot of people have gone through it. I've gone through it. Courtney's definitely gone mm-hmm. through it. Um, sometimes it is about experimenting and finding the community that is right for yeah. you and like acknowledging the fact that that will take some time and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You won't find, some people will find their people straight away. Some people will take a little bit more time to identify these are my people. Yeah. Um. So sis, we are sending you lots and lots of love, but also sisters in South Africa. We have a strong sorority of sisters in South Africa. So arise and shine. We would love to hear your thoughts, your comments, um, any kind of affirmation, any kind of love that you can send our sister's way. Let her feel loved, especially in the comments. Um, if there's any folks that we can connect you with as well, that would be up for, you know, engaging, then please, please, please um, send us a message um, and let's see how we can get you connected, sis but sending you lots of love we really really praying that you find your people and find yeah, your community moving into the main steeds let's get into the skinny we are talking about rekindling mm-hmm. love reconciliation going back mm. and i really wanted mm. to yeah i really wanted to touch on this topic because i've actually been seeing like recently fair like fairly recently online mm. obviously we're in a culture where a lot of people cut people off mm. you know if you come across toxicity yeah anyone can get it whether anyone it be a toxic ex whether yeah. it be your parents block your parents <laughs> um, yeah and you know blocking friends yeah. everybody can get blocked nobody's yeah. above blocking However, part of life and part of maturing is understanding that people go undergo transformation and there may actually be opportunities for you to rekindle lost love mm. or there may be opportunities for you to get back with someone. Mm. And I think also thinking about one of the dilemmas that we answered quite a while ago where obviously it didn't necessarily end with them rekindling, but there was that opportunity to rekindle. I would love to know your thoughts First of all, why do people, especially like women Mm -hmm. in our generation, find it difficult to rekindle lost lost love? Yeah, I think it's like as humans, one thing we really struggle with is forgiveness. Yeah. Um, In general, I think when you have to forgive someone or kind of just be like, you hurt me. And the fact that you hurt me is actually very real. And that feeling hasn't necessarily disappeared right or as much as I may not feel hurt right now me forgiving you doesn't erase the fact that you hurt me in the Mm, past so mm -hmm. there's that reality of oh you hurt me or you offended me or there was something that obviously caused us to distance or break our friendship off in the first place but now I have to kind of not act like that isn't there but really overcome it right and not hold it against you but also not hold it as a barrier in our friendship Mm, mm, and mm, so mm. with that now I kind of have to act like, or not have to act. Now I have to actually be okay. Um, and I think that can be very challenging for us because as human beings, naturally we're inclined to hold, grush- hold grudges or at least just protect ourselves. And I'm not anti-protecting yourself because I think it's really important to yeah. draw boundaries, especially when something you know enters into that realm of being toxic, being unsafe, being harmful. But I think when something can be reconciled, as humans, it's just very challenging because for us, it's like, nah, but you hurt me before. What stops you from doing it again? Mm. Um, and also wanting to feel like you have one over on someone as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, ah, oh, I can actually hold this against you. Um, 
But when you reconcile, you kind of have to drop all of your weaponry and be like, I'm not going to use this against you, even though I really could. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. When you say you forgive someone, you have to let them out of the prison of their past. And it's very easy to want to keep people in that place and be like, no, this is who you are. This is what you are. And like you said, not accept the transformation that people naturally go through as they evolve and grow and glow. Um, So I think that's a huge reason why we struggle with reconciliation. I think another one is we actually don't know how to say sorry. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, like I think with reconciliation, when you don't receive an apology, but you're expected to kind of just move forward, it can be really hard. And I think a lot of us are upset or are struggling because we haven't actually received the apologies we deserve or people haven't heard the true pain that's Mm. in our hearts. And I also think this links to as much as it's on the opposite end we don't know how to argue well in terms of like I wouldn't even say argue but like in expressing that you've been hurt sometimes Mm. it's hard to know how to articulate that and I know this one can be a bit techie because everyone is finding their ground with articulating their emotions and stuff but I, I think with communication it yeah trying to mature in the art of communication you realize that like when you express yourself in a very like accusal accusatory way and it's like oh you did this you always do this oh and it's like whoa that person is now as much as you may be in the right and obviously you're hurt and you're you're pouring out those overwhelming emotions sometimes a lot can be lost in translations when emotions are high and so it's like somebody doesn't even know how to apologize they immediately just go into the defensive and so I think also creating spaces in our friendships relationships especially with our parents which can be very tough Mm. where we can actually express the way we feel and not feel like we're being belittled but also like we are articulating the truth behind our feelings versus our accusations if that makes sense so like if I'm saying oh you did xyz it's not just that you did xyz oh you're a bad person it's more so you did xyz and it really hurt me like and it's that level of like transparency and vulnerability to be like i don't think you're a bad person but in this instance you actually really hurt me and Mm -hmm. it cut deep and kind of showing those wounds and expressing that can be very hard and it can feel very vulnerable um and then it kind of then puts and we talked about this in our book like it now puts the onus on the other person on how they're going to respond to your vulnerability and if they don't respond well to that reconciliation again becomes very very hard because it's like I've exposed my heart and my true feelings to you and it has not gone well yeah and it's like if I welcome you back it can feel like I'm forgiving you but what change has actually happened or has there been a sensitivity to my feelings? Mm. Um, And I think that also leans into like on what's on the other side of reconciliation now, is it going back to normal or is it knowing that the person who you're expressing yourself to will also be willing to do the work to make the change that's necessary in that relationship and I think in cases with sometimes our parents it can be oh I'm expressing my fears or I'm expressing my pains to you but I don't even know if you're committed to the change Mm. or even hearing me out and I Mm -hmm. think even with exes it's like do I just have to accept you or not even exes but like romantic partners it's like okay do I just have to accept that like this is how things are going to be. And in it, for the sake of maintaining peace, and it's the same yeah. with friendships, right? For the sake of maintaining peace, I just have to be okay with what's going on. And it's like, no, I actually want change, but I don't know if you're going to change and I can't force you to change, but I need this situation and this dynamic to change mm. as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall reconciliation is just hard. Yeah. Like yeah. it takes so many different factors and like, 
I think everyone's heart posture has to be one of humility right. in the situation. And sometimes that can be hard, especially in the face of conflict. Because I feel like with forgiveness, the biggest way like we often think about it is, oh, okay, just forgive someone and let it go and mm-hmm, move on. Mm-hmm. But it's like actually sometimes forgiveness has to happen through a bit of uncomfortable, or, but oftentimes healthy conflict yeah. um, that can just be challenging. But yeah, I've waffled on. How about you? No, you have not waffled on. It felt like a tour into Courtney's mind. I yeah, was I'd be like, trying I sometimes. Really enjoyed it's, that. It's some fun stuff happening yeah, that was there. really great stuff, guys. I really enjoyed that. I was just seeing all the bolts work. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, the electricity running through and all that. I enjoyed that. Um, but no, I definitely agree with literally everything that you said. Mm. Forgiveness is so difficult. Boy. And I think for a lot of people, I can definitely resonate with this. The acknowledgement that somebody hurt you first and foremost can be such a big blocker. Mm. I think because sometimes we can be quite prideful or sometimes yeah. like just the acknowledgement that somebody has hurt you can be perceived as a weakness in yeah. itself, right? Yeah, yeah, so why yeah. would you even be able or prepared to start thinking about reconciliation when to you that hurt doesn't even exist when it, it actually it really does. does. It's just redirected or it may be suppressed or it may manifest in resentment towards mm. the person over time. And I think a lot of us have a lot of hurt that we're not willing to surface or yeah. acknowledge. And I think oftentimes it's almost a coping mechanism with the fact that we won't get our sorry mm. or there are you know, some instances where we've been hurt, but because we know that we may not get the acknowledgement that Mm. we've been hurt or the closure or the sorry that Mm. we feel that we deserve, we actually suppress these emotions quite a lot um, because we've we've lost hope that we'll be able to actually get that reconciliation. And I think you really touched on a really good point as well around the fact that many of us have seen patterns of quote unquote reconciliation, which look like passive acceptance yeah. of the situation as it is a yeah. passive acceptance of this person or an abuse or, of grace or exactly abuse of grace where we've seen maybe our sisters or our mothers or our friends like tolerate such poor and abusive situations um and basically seen them bled dry that yeah, we've actually hardened our heart in response right we in our efforts to be generational curse breakers we end up not being able to reconcile with other people because we refuse to like put ourselves in the situations that we've seen other people. And it's such a shame because life doesn't work that way, unfortunately. In trying to protect ourselves, we're also, again, putting up all of these shields because we don't want to be broken. And it's actually something, obviously we talk about our book all the time. You should buy it. It's It's actually pretty good. It's a really good book. Um, But it reminds me of The Closed Friend, right? Where Mm. you put up, and and just for context, for those that haven't read our book, we actually have friendship profiles. So the types of friends that you may be, um, some of the attributes that you may have if you're a particular friend. And one of our friendship profiles is The Closed Friend, the person who cuts off contact with people they're very limited with their interactions with people there's only a few people that have been able to penetrate the fortress that they've put up because they want to protect themselves and I find that for a lot of people they're not able to get reconciliation or facilitate reconciliation because they've closed themselves off not just to reconciliation but also the possibility of being hurt Mm. they're like I don't really want to be with nobody I don't really want to create intimate relationships because what I've seen of intimate relationships is that people were designed to hurt you but at the same time that people were designed to hurt you they were also designed to hold you and in allowing people in you allow, obviously the, the hurt is going to come, but you also actually need people to hold you. Yeah. And reconciliation is part of that holding. Yeah. There are people that you love dearly that are going to annoy you, piss you off, hurt you deeply and like 
to the point where, you know, some of you um, listening are even still dealing with the hurt that you haven't actually articulated to yeah. them. Um, and I also love your point around patience, right? Reconciliation takes a lot of time. time and a lot of people won't be willing to do it, especially women, because it actually requires a lot of investment. Mm. a lot of investment mm. so those of you that may have um gone, gone to therapy those of you that have talked it out with people around you it actually requires a lot of investment yeah. and knowing that multi it may take more sessions than you think it yeah. will to overcome definitely so thinking about for example a cheating partner it's not going to be a for some of you it's not going to be a yeah. clicked my fingers and I've forgiven you and we can move on because you may be dealing with PTSD you may be dealing with negative emotions as a result of that break in trust for some of you that may have really really broken relationships with your parents we already know how psychologically caregiving um neglect or any kind of like abuse around caregiving can have such ramifications across space and time mm -hmm. that it will take a long time to overcome it mm -hmm reconciliation forgiveness often takes time and i think that's where a lot of us have gone wrong previously and thinking that it can be a snap judgment yeah. or a snap thing and then yeah. you know we can move on that's good but actually touching on one of the points um that you were talking about in terms of like overcoming reconciliation and just around transformation in general so we were recently watching love is blind yeah and uh <laughs> It's been interesting. In fact, even as we're recording, the rest of um, Love is Blind for this season is coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah, child, okay. child. Maybe we need to bring back our uh, analysis of the Love, <laughs> Love is Blind uh, series. Yeah, that's, that'd be good. But there was one particular interaction where I believe Uche mm -hmm. um, and, oh, what was the name of the girl that Elia. he was speaking? Yeah. Them two were talking and obviously in the pods they're getting to know each other and again for context for those that don't watch love is blind or don't know where we're at the concept is you get to know a person over a short amount of time and based off of your interactions with them decide to get married but the catch is you don't actually see the person yeah. until after you've proposed you so the premise is can we build a relationship without you know the physical um element they get into conversation now and my good sis reveals in conversation that she had cheated in her previous relationship yeah. and it set the timeline ablaze like once a cheater always, always a, a cheater. cheater um and we often see on the tl or even in conversations around girls and their relationships with their exes especially those that may have transgressed mm. either through infidelity a break of trust but yeah i wanted to actually ask once a cheater always a cheater no definitely not definitely not i think Oh, we mm. need to be careful because patterns of behavior are one thing. Like right. as if you're a serial cheater, oh, you have a lot to do in order to evolve and change, right? However, if we were all defined by the mistakes we've made in our past, we would all have some crazy titles over our head right now. Child. You know, like I think there are there are points we have to allow ourselves. Like I was saying, like we can't keep people imprisoned in their past. You mm. have to let them free when they decide I no longer belong here, right? Like I don't identify with this or I've done the work to no longer feel like this is a part of my identity. And I think some of the last steps of transformation is not necessarily within you. It's actually people letting go of what they remembered you to be. Mm. And I think that that's the most challenging part because, you know, people don't often want to let go of the worst versions of us, um, especially when the worst versions of us were offensive in some way. Yeah. Like we actually <laughs> did cause harm or we actually um, 
weren't good, right? And so it takes time for people to let go. But one thing we do need to do is let go when somebody has changed. Mm. Um, I don't think once a cheater, always a cheater, simply because whilst cheating is a, you know, cheating is a really bad thing and people can do it once, twice and realize their wicked ways. Do you get what I mean? And I think for me, I've realized that like, as much as these things are like, oh my gosh, how could you ever do that? Mm. When you really look at a situation or you're in a very tempting place, as human beings, we should be able to empathize with the fact that temptation can be hard to fight. And as much as I'm not saying to tolerate serial cheating or somebody doing something and not recognizing how harmful it can be. I also think that there's a level of empathy we must have to let people know that they are not just what they've done in their past, Mm. especially if they themselves have recognized how incorrect it was and changed. Like in this case with um, Uche and Aaliyah, that was two years ago. Mm. And I think when you're in your twenties as well, or just generally when you're like young relatively, Two years can make such a big difference in your mindset, in your approach to relationships, in your approach to people, right? Like if you think about how much you've evolved in the last two years, you're probably not the same person you were two years ago, especially if you've been intentional about your growth, especially Mm -hmm. if you've brought in and implemented strategies to really transform your mind and transform your approach to your life, like going to therapy or really being intentional about building community or just going on a self-development journey in general. Two years can change you as a person completely. And so I think it's now for you to see, has this person truly changed? Like, Mm. let's be honest, has this Mm -hmm, person mm -hmm. truly changed? But also if they have, allow them, allow them to be in this new identity. And I think that was what was so upsetting about what he did and I understood why she was upset Um, and I understood why he was like oh okay let's actually delve into this but I think his condemning approach was Mm. what was terrible it was like oh so that's who you are like you said once a cheater always a cheater and it's like well we could also call you deceptive if especially if you watch more into the series like we can call you deceptive Mm. or we can call you a liar or we can call you somebody who like withholds vital information like if we all are out here trying to crucify people based on the wrong things they've done all of us would be hanging on on a cross like that's not that's not what we believe in Mm. um that's not what i believe in that's not what we believe in personally and so i think that like you have to let people be free once yeah. they've let you know, like, I'm no longer that person. And it yeah. can be hard, especially when you're the one. And this is another thing that annoyed me about their conversation. She didn't cheat on you. It wasn't you that she cheated on. And also she's not here confessing that like, oh, on all my partners, I used to cheat. Yeah. She was like, I wasn't sexually satisfied in my last relationship. I ended up cheating on my partner, didn't tell him for three months. Then we broke up. It's been two years since then. And it's like, okay, that is a very messy situation. And let's talk about how we would approach you being sexually unsatisfied in our relationship. And instead of like thinking about how you could move forward, it was she stuck in her past. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very unfair because Mm -hmm. as people, we should be allowed to change. And I think that's the whole idea and concept and hope behind redemption and the redemption yeah. story you we always say on this podcast like you are redeemable and your story is worth redeeming mm. but if people keep you shackled to who you used to be you'll yeah. never experience the true freedom of redemption and i feel like once a cheater always a te- cheater basically says people are completely unredeemable from mm. their mistakes and i don't believe in that yeah oh that's beautiful man but yeah no i definitely agree yeah. like 
you, first of all, you actually need to be repentant because yeah. I think once a cheater, always a cheater is not true at yeah. all. But if you allow that to be true, it can be true. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Because I think some people wear that identity on their sleeve. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm hopeless. I just cheat. Or like, I, I, I'm a... I can't commit to anything yeah. um, and allow that to become that identity. So I think there is there is that, right? The danger of allowing some of these popular phrases or allowing a circumstance or a mistake or something that you've done that is bad mm. to define your entire identity. Mm. Um, and I think even in this situation, it's clear that Sis had done some work. Yeah. She'd done some work. And the fact that she was very upfront and honest about the fact that she was the transgressor, yeah. right? Like that story could have been told a million different, different ways, ways, right? It could have been a, I cheated, but it was his fault yeah. because X, Y, Z. And she said, no, 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 no. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't good here, you know? And um, I think it's important to take accountability. And I think it's also important to be repentant yeah. um, when you have transgressed or when you have done something that is bad, mm. morally corrupt mm. or bad or mm. has harmed someone, especially if it has caused harm to someone. Mm. And I think, it's also important to understand the difference between giving somebody punishment and acknowledging that there will be consequences. Because I think even with folks that have cheated or even in other situations, right, where you have caused harm, I think it's very, very tempting to want to dole out punishment yeah. because of the fact that you were harmed. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to dictate what people should do. Obviously, you are with, well within your remit to react the way that you react. Um but I think there's a difference between punishment and consequences in that punishment says, I'm going to keep you in that place. Yeah. And consequences acknowledges that you can change, but yeah. it doesn't mean that there won't be things that happen yeah. as a result of what you've done. Yeah. So for example, in the cheating example, it may be that I can forgive you. We can continue to have a cordial relationship, but the consequence is because my trust was violated and one of my core values is fidelity, we're going to have to break 100%. up. And that may not be the case for everyone. It may yeah. be that for some of you, yes, cheating was bad, but if you can show me that you're repentant and you have transformed and you have changed, then maybe this relationship with a bit of work can continue. Mm -hmm. um, I recently read the book by Kevin and Melissa Fredericks. Um, mm -hmm. They have a book on marriage and she, there was a chapter where she was talking about like working on your marriage and thinking about like, how is. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
that, that people overcome things like infidelity or adultery, ETC, whatever. And again, she couldn't say this is the blueprint for figuring this thing out, yeah. but there may be consequences for the actions that you have undertaken and actually taking it with grace mm-hmm. as opposed to allowing yourself to really hold onto it mm-hmm. um, and hold it above the person as well, like hanging it over their head. Because as you said, all of us have been caught slipping. That's caught slipping nice. in a different way also, most of us haven't been caught and that's uh, probably why like we're so quick to also fling out like no you can never change but it's like no you just haven't been caught like if we oh, knew man. everything you had done as a transgression and we labeled you by it oh things would be hella different for some of y'all but she at least like she was very forthcoming with oh this is what had happened like mm-hmm. this is what i had done mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but a lot of people aren't forthcoming with it right because they know oftentimes people are going to hold this against me and so i think it's more so about like holding people to the things we know of them yeah but kind of hiding behind the thing, the, hiding behind the fact that people don't know so much about us yeah exactly yeah. this it's Presenting as holier than thou, and baby, crazy. You went home and you were it's crazy you stuff. You were awful. Um, some of y'all have burner accounts where you're terrible, terrible people. You know, awful. Don't do um, that. You should stop. Actually, no, because yeah, do some it's of you guys fair. on the burner account, some of y'all are mean and rude, and you should stop. It's not. But I good. think a lot of us just nowadays, anyway, just lack empathy. Like mm. we're struggling, um, and I think digitization and just the proliferation of the internet in general and how distant we can feel from humanity um, can just make us lack empathy in general and like forget that there are real emotions but also there is the human experience and we are all experiencing it at the same time Um, and yet we sometimes just don't give the same grace patience um, Mm. and tenderness and care to other human beings because Mm -hmm. it's just hard to view them as human beings right Mm -hmm. Um, it, it gives us the opportunity to show our like moral superiority and all of that and it's like try just thinking about how they must feel on the other side but i think that's becoming more and more difficult to do yeah yep 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 definitely agree so we've talked a little bit about folks that have transgressed why are you saying like that i don't know (laughs) it's giving (laughs) i'm on my steez i'm ready to be you know those people that's like so i have a question for you uh, <laughs> those of you listening i was there like a cat you know them cats just sitting like, like this oh. for some reason so, <laughs> yeah, well, to <laughs> you look so uncomfortable you know do you have like a thinking move or like there's certain things that when you're thinking that you do yeah i chew on the inside of my mouth mm. yeah i feel like for really me bad. it's the mm. that look mm. um We've spoken a bit about <laughs> <laughs> we've spoken a bit about folks that demonstrate like repentance and those that are you know keen to reconcile. How do you start the process of reconciliation, or is it worth mm. starting the process of reconciliation with folks that are not repentant, no. or folks that may not want to reconcile in the way that you envisioned envisaged? So I'm thinking more about like not just romantic partners, but also family. So many of us may have grievances with our family, yeah. but may feel invalidated by yeah. by some of them as it pertains to our experiences mm-hmm. or challenged by them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you sure that this is the way that this happened? Or mm-hmm. like, I'm actually not sorry. Mm-hmm. How do we pursue, first of all, should we pursue reconciliation with folks like this? And if so, how do we 
how do we do it reconciliation can't happen Mm -hmm. without some kind of repentance or at least an agreement Mm -hmm. um and i think oftentimes when somebody isn't actually sorry or they don't want to change from whatever is what it is they've been doing that's maybe harmful or upsetting where are we going from here apart from to break this thing off or to create some distance or um to just put in stricter boundaries which can you know be uncomfortable to do but it's far less uncomfortable um or it's far more comfortable than being hurt and harmed all the time you know so i think when it comes down to reconciling you can't really kick it off without there being an understanding of the affliction or an understanding mm-hmm. of or an ex- an, a real acknowledgement of the fact that oh an offense has been created here yeah. if you can't acknowledge that at the very least then you're not even on the same page you're trying to reconcile that other person's just trying to move forward and mm-hmm. move ahead mm-hmm. um and you need to at least be on the same page and i think this is where the element of agreement also comes in because it's now like okay but where are we going yeah. what's the aim do both of you even want to save this friendship or save this relationship um and I think in the case of our parents, it can be hard because one, they don't want to even acknowledge that there's a problem. Right. But sometimes in the case of like romantic relationships, there's a lack of agreement as to what's the solution here, right? Like what are we now both working towards? Is it keeping this relationship like this or making it healthier, staying together or being apart? Mm. And I think if you don't decide also, what are we fighting for? You're both not fighting the same fight you're really not and you might just end up fighting each other because of that and so even in friendship like acknowledging are we trying to save this friendship and also then what does it look like for this friendship to be saved and for this friendship to be healthy Mm. or for this friendship to now have been worked on and mended back to health what does full health actually look like and it certainly doesn't look like me behaving how I've behaved or you behaving how you've behaved as I've described it hurting me do you get what i mean Mm -hmm. it doesn't look like you going back to your past offenses and it doesn't look like me um holding this in either so now we have to choose to fight forward and i think that's just the challenge of reconciliation and Mm -hmm. why sometimes reconciliation and most times reconciliation is harder than letting go Mm -hmm. letting go can sometimes be the easy way out not necessarily to say it's not to say it's not necessary sorry because sometimes it often is and actually it's the best thing to do with a lot of toxic situations but actually when it comes down to our friendships, a lot of us are letting go of friendships and relationships in general yeah. easier than or more flippantly than we should because we know that reconciliation is going to be harder. It's what you were saying, like reconciliation actually takes layers of work. Like yep. it takes yep. constantly sometimes rehashing certain things. I remember when going through the like, rebuilding my relationship with my mom and having to have the same conversations over and over again almost every year Mm -hmm. because it was like you did this and I told you last year (laughs) don't do that do you get what I mean see the receipts Um, as per last year you know and it's like actually sometimes evolution on someone else's part actually takes time and now if we are at least acknowledging that oh they're trying to make a change Mm -hmm. we now have to sign up to being patient whilst that change is happening and we can't force it but we can enforce certain things which is our boundaries Mm -hmm. and letting people know okay if we're both still in agreement that we're trying to move in this direction of 
being in a healthy relationship, I am going to keep pulling up the fact that you're doing this thing wrong Mm. and don't get annoyed and don't get frustrated, but remind yourself that we are moving in the right direction and we are doing this with um, similar effort. And I'm Mm -hmm. just going to let you know when you're slipping and you should also be able to let me know when I'm slipping because somebody should be able to say to you, um, maybe you're treating me too harshly or you're being unforgiving in this situation, or maybe you are hold, you still seem to be holding a grudge or being resentful um, towards me. And so the the journey of reconciliation is hard mm. just that's just to say the journey of reconciliation can be really hard but um it's worth it i think a lot of us don't know true love and true friendship until it's been tested in a way um and this isn't to say fall in love with toxicity um at all <laughs> go testing yeah like that's that's not to say that but it is to say that like i think that the value and the strength of anything is not revealed until it's tested a little Mm. bit, you know? And so it's the same with relationships. I think that's just a principle of life that we learn. Like Mm. if, even if we think about our own individual growing and growing, glowing and growing journeys, we realize that we wouldn't have seen how much we could shine if there wasn't a little bit of fire, Mm. you know, if there wasn't something that was pushing the goodness and the greatness out of us, which was uncomfortable, which was, um, almost breaking us in some way. And so I think that level of pressure can really produce something beautiful. And it's the same for relationships, right? Pressure can produce something beautiful in Mm -hmm. relationship. Um, And as long as you're both understanding that you do want to see the beauty that comes out on the other side and be a part of making that thing beautiful, you can fight through it. Like there is nothing like human willpower and unity in this world. Like as a force, unity is crazy. And the amount of things that it can birth absolutely insane Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but it takes genuine commitment from both parties and so ascertain whether you're both willing yeah that was beautiful gold refined free fire you know what that made me think of though um in terms of pressure on the relationship you know those people that come after like five ten years and then they post their partner and they're like you put me through hell nah 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 (laughs) We've gone through it together. Nah, 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 nah. But the thing is, I think the the bit that makes that so egregious is like, nah. nah do you the, know how funny egregious? Yeah, is nah. The, the thing words. that makes that so egregious is the pressure was only felt by one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, I think yeah. in a outrageous, relationship, outrageous. if the pressure is imbalanced, mm-hmm. that's when you're it's in a toxic place. And when you are the perpetrator, exactly. Because pressure doesn't always have to come within the yeah. relationship. It can be off, outside off. forces. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Um, even in the case of like parents, um, the relationship that you have with your parents, outside factors can really apply pressure. Mm-hmm. It may be financial constraints. It may be other kind of relational constraints. Yeah. And acknowledging that sometimes the pressure or sometimes the way that people behave in relationships to cause harm is actually a direct response to the pressure that they're feeling outside. That is often really, really helpful in the facilitation process of reconciliation because a lot of people just actually want to feel heard and acknowledged. That is at the crux of so many relationships. When you are broaching reconciliation, even with parties that are seemingly unrepentant, it may not be that they're unrepentant. It just may be that they're not, they don't feel acknowledged as well. Mm. They don't feel as though you know their burdens have also been equally acknowledged so whilst you are able to kind of hold that harm I think 
part of the reconciliation process that's often hard is being able to do the two at the same time or at least being able to sequence it such that you feel comfortable kind of sharing I was harmed here Mm. but also understanding and acknowledging that maybe that person this is not in all um, circumstances mind you but maybe that person the reason that they have actually caused harm is because they too were harmed in some way. But I think that also has to be a willingness to be vulnerable enough to say what your pressures are. Oh yeah. Because then sometimes it's like, okay, I did this because I was under pressure. And it's like, what pressure? I don't know that. Do you get what I mean? And you have to, exactly. You have to actually be transparent about what it is you're going through um, in order for someone to contextualize your behavior. Because yeah. some of us just look like we're bugging out, but it's like, no, you're going through something and you just haven't articulated it. So if you also want somebody to understand all, like the full context of what reconciliation looks like, you have, mm. in order to reconcile, basically, you need to know the full context of what's going on. Like, what is our actual starting point? And if all parties are not transparent with mm. feelings, but also external pressures, it mm. can be hard and it it can still feel like there are smokes and mirrors in that process. Yeah. Um, it might, reminds me of something that Mike Todd says, which is like, can't God can't bless where you pretend to be. He can only bless you where you are. Right. And I think if you're not honest about exactly where you are, there is no way to really orient your direction. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. where do we, what does reconciliation even look like? We don't know because we don't know where we're starting from. Mm. So you have to be honest about exactly where you are so that you can move forward from there, yeah. even within a relationship. Yeah. I think what's also hard about that though is that everyone has different pacing with that. Yeah. So even in terms of like revealing, feeling comfortable to reveal, I found like in so many cases, especially after I'd done the work, I was kind of like, okay, let's be transparent now. Or like, mm. okay, like, let's be honest with each other. Mm. But it took me a while to also understand that it takes other people more time to be able to share that with you. And it mm. may not necessarily be as a result of you yourself or something that you've done, but it's actually something that they need to deal with in terms of being able to articulate the things that they're going through, some of their pressures or mm. even the power dynamic or imbalance they've imagined in their head. So I'm even thinking the pressure on like parents and thinking about like, not just my parents, but also parents now that like I'm around increasingly because of my friends. And it's like, in their minds, they see their children as children. And mm. it's like, it takes a, a long time for them to get to the point, even when their parent, their children become adults, to see them as actual human beings, mm. devoid of the whole, I'm here to take care of you. And I think for a lot of parents, it can be tricky to move past that. And mm. it's only like in the past few years and having conversations with both my parents that we've also been able to strike a friendship Mm. where they feel like comfortable enough to like share things that maybe like five years ago or six, seven, whenever, um, felt uncomfortable because they felt limited by that duty of care. Um, so I think it's also being patient with the pacing in which people reveal that honesty and that, um, the pressures that may be adding fire to their lives at Mm. that particular moment. Um, And I think also another thing that I was thinking of was the fact that sometimes reconciliation will have to be a solo ordeal in that we often think of reconciliation as just reconciliation with another person. But oftentimes, especially where you are engaging with somebody that may be unrepentant or Mm. not willing to like pursue things with you, there's an internal reconciliation with yourself that also needs to undertake because you can't be as much as 
you may be holding that person in a prison. You're also in jail with them. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you actually need to release yourself from that bondage yeah. and say, you know what? I'm not even forgiving you for you because I know that we're not coming. Well, yeah. we're not coming back together. Like that relationship done and dusted. But I'm forgiving you because I too want to be free. And I too- reconcile with the fact. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I too actually have to have freedom. And I don't want this to be weighing me down. I don't want this to be um, causing hurt or harm either to myself or other people around me as a mm. result. And I think it's also making peace with the fact that you won't be able to reconcile with everyone, but you will always be able to reconcile at least with yourself. Mm, That's good. If you find yourself in a situation where you're actually with someone that doesn't want to reconcile with Mm. you, you actually need to do the work of reconciling with with yourself. yourself. It's a good one. Um, It is so, so necessary. So then thinking about reconciliation, rekindling lost love, Mm. all of that stuff, what does that process look like obviously it's going to be different but i guess more high level what are some of the things that people that are actually interested in reconciliation what's the approach how do we go Mm. about like rekindling an ex like do we slide into the dm how do we rekindle the friendship do we like unblock the number Mm -hmm. like how do we go about this i think you have to be at least able to sit down and have a conversation like in person about what it is that you're feeling um so there has to be some way to reach that person um and this is why I'm not a promoter of like burning bridges because sometimes you burn a bridge prematurely and then you realize actually we need to reconcile in some way or Mm. I would like to explore and it's like no there's no going back now Mm. um and so at least having that there can be a cool off period where it's like, you know what, maybe I do need distance before I can even entertain reconciliation just to cool off a bit. Cause I don't, th- I think reconciliation can be really hard when anger and pain is fresh. Mm-hmm. And so allow yourself to take that time if you need it. Um, but then having a really transparent and honest conversation that says, this is what has happened. This yeah. is how I'm feeling. And a heavy emphasis on the feeling as well, because I think the way we interpret people's actions is what hurts us. It's not always just the action. Cause sometimes it's not, especially if things like this have built up over time. Yeah. Sometimes it's not, oh, you did this and this directly hurt me in this way. It's more like, actually through this pattern of behavior, I am interpreting it as this is how you see me or this is how you see our relationship and I don't like that. Mm. Um, And putting it that way allows you to actually reveal your truth vulnerability. Similarly, reading the, um, having read the Marriage Be Hard book by Kevin and Melissa Fredericks, they talk about how like, um, there (laughs) there was a situation where something was really important to Kevin and Melissa was like, I'm not going. And her, I not, I'm not going was not, I'm not going because she said, I'm not going because I feel sick. Mm. And he was like, what? You were feeling great a couple minutes ago. What yeah. the heck is going <laughs> on? And she's like, actually, my, I'm not going because I feel sick. Wasn't I'm not going because I feel sick. It was, you did something to me, which really, really hurt me a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, a year ago. And now I'm using this as an opportunity to get back at you. Because mm. when you did that thing to me, which was very similar to what she did to him, not show up to an event last minute, um, I interpreted it as what I have going on is not important to mm. you. And if you don't have that level of transparency to say, it's not necessarily what you said or what you did, it's how it made me feel, because I interpreted it as this, people won't actually know the deepness of the affliction you're feeling. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Because a lot of us, we do things reaction in, in a reactionary way, right? Like you say this, I say this, I move on. Do you get what I mean? But for us, the way we internalize what's happened in that 
interaction is whoa that was like you basically stabbed me in the back you know um and if we don't make it clear somebody it can go over someone's head that they've even hurt us like oh i said that okay i didn't realize that that would hurt you that deep but if you don't articulate that as you know this is this cut me deep because of this this person won't really know the weight behind those reactions or those Mm. words that they say Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. I think you also need to come into that conversation willing to be very vulnerable and like I said not accusatory like you do this and pointing the finger is more so actually this is how this makes me feel um and this is how I've been interpreting things and I also think that helps especially if you're prone to overthinking that helps that person walk you off the edge and just be like when I say this (laughs) I do not mean this or when I do this I do not mean this um but then also being able to like get to know you a bit better, which is I may need to rephrase the way I said, say certain things, or I may need to adjust my behavior actually, because things that I don't think are offensive, you're clearly interpreting it as so, and I can actually change that. Mm. Um, and so I think that leads to the next point, which is now you need to find what areas or what behaviors you need to change mm. or you need to defend. Um, and I do think when it comes to reconciliation, there can actually be some areas of defense because sometimes there can be misinterpretation yeah. of behavior. Um, and it allows you to, again, get to know the offending party maybe a bit better as well. Um, and so you have to be open to knowing that like reconciliation doesn't always look like, oh, I'm sorry, let's move on. Do you know what I mean? Or I'm sorry, now I'm gonna become exactly what you need me to be. That person also has their own feelings and their own motivations um, and their own external pressures as well. And I think this conversation opens up the floor to hearing all of that. And it can then help you say like, oh, okay, maybe I've seen things wrong or maybe I've been seeing everything right. And I'm still um, very much justified in how I feel, but I have more context to this now. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, now you both need to see what direction are we moving in and how do we need to change yeah. in order to get there if somebody's unwilling to engage in step one which is the actual conversation yeah. then um like you said reconcile with the fact that okay the fact is we're not going to reconcile and i need to reconcile with that do you get what i mean or i need to reconcile with the fact that this relationship as much as we aren't going to cut each other off it may never be the same as how it was mm-hmm. and now i need to mm-hmm, grieve it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a little bit and allow yourself to now go through that experience of grief Mm. and loss um yeah which can be the most heartbreaking part um but I think even knowing that like heartbreak is a season just as reconciliation has so many different steps and can be described as a season of, of healing and transformation there is also a season of heartbreak that can be birthed out of not reconciling with someone and you have to allow yourself that time as well to grieve um And then I think past that, especially if you do decide, okay, me and you are going to continue to walk forward, boy, strap yourself in for the ride because it can be hard. Like it's a lot of back and forth, especially with like stubborn, not stubborn people, but all of us have our habits and we have our ways and it can be hard to just come out of those things, right? Like Mm -hmm. the way you speak to someone or the the volume you speak to someone Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. um the way you react to somebody doing something Mm. it can be hard to unlearn that but you can still be committed to that process of unlearning but the other person needs to be patient with the fact that oh you've had this habit for 20 years 26 years or whatever now i need to wait for you to unlearn it and it might take another six years and it may be annoying because it's like i want you to change immediately Mm. but i think what we need to count on is more so the effort to change um and the 
genuity behind that. I think another thing that we need to really value in friendship is somebody's genuine effort. Mm. And we need to learn to discern that, right? Like not when someone's playing you along, oh, okay, yeah, I'll change, whatever, I'll do that. But more so, actually, no, I'm genuinely trying. Like I'm genuinely trying and I might be getting it wrong, but I'm genuinely trying. And can you value that at least for now till I change? Yeah. Yeah. It's like riding a bike, learning how to ride a bike again, right? Especially the older you get, the more ingrained certain habits and behaviors become. So it actually becomes really difficult to go against the grain and you actually have to do some level of reprogramming. That in of itself is huge. And the fact that somebody is committed to that speaks volumes to the fact that they actually value this relationship. Um, But yeah, no, absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. I think what's really important when you are in the business of rekindling or reconciliation or just reconnecting is setting your intentions from the jump. Mm. Like, I think I love what you were saying about interpretation because a lot of pain, harm, um, a lot of things that happen that cause rifts in relationship actually come due to miscommunication and where you may have said one thing and the other person has interpreted it in this particular way mm. um, can just cause so much, so much unnecessary strife later down the line. Right. So actually setting intentions for your reconciliation. Are we reconciling because we actually want a relationship with each other? Because I think sometimes we can hasten to the, oh, forgive and forget and move yeah. on. And it's like, okay, we want to move on, but are we clear on what that moving on looks like for both parties? Like, are we happy with that? And reconciliation doesn't always look like, okay, we were besties once, we have to be best friends again. Maybe it looks like we're actually really good acquaintances now. Yeah, we were best friends and then we broke up and then came back together. And the consequence of that is that level of closeness might actually take some time to rebuild. But you know what? We can be acquaintances in the meantime and Mm -hmm. build that back up. Or similarly, as you were saying around grieving relationships, maybe you broke up with this guy and it took a while for you to come around to forgiving him and feeling as though you could, you know, feel safe with this person. And it may not be that you get into a relationship straight away. It might be that you're friends for a period of time to just build back up that trust before you get into a relationship. And rather than focusing on building that relationship back to what it was, actually deciding to forge something new. Mm. Because I think there's so much pressure when we reconcile to basically just reproduce what a relationship once was Mm. and sadly for the most part you can't go back like you can't recreate it in its entirety there is something that may have died in that season which means at least you get to birth something new in this season so really focusing on the new as opposed to recreating the past and trying to get back to what we once were I think of like a lot of marriages, like I'm not a marriage counselor at all, mm-hmm. but I'm not even married. No, no, no. Um, take this with a pinch of salt. Don't, soul. yeah, don't subscribe to anything by me um, concerning marriage. Um, but having spoken to a lot of folks that I know that are married, especially those that have been married for a long time, it is really understanding that each season births something new yeah. in, a, in, in everybody. Um, and the commitment isn't to simply maintaining the image of what currently is. It's about committing to them in every single season. So committing to the new demands, committing Mm -hmm. to the new pressures, committing to the new manifestations of this person. Mm -hmm. And it's not always going to look like a progression. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it actually looks like a regret. Sometimes it actually looks like a regression. And how do you deal with that when in your mind, relationships should only go forward and not backwards. Like, how do you deal with it when these pressures come and it breaks you or breaks the person so much so that they cause harm to you? How do you deal with it when you had this like phenomenal image of this person, but you caught them on their off day, they said something and it broke your heart to pieces. Like, Mm. 
how do you do these things? It's very much about understanding that people change, things change, but the commitment isn't necessarily to that person in that season. The commitment is to that person across all seasons mm. and um, a commitment to birthing something new in these seasons with them too. That's good. And pacing, take your time. It's okay. It's okay. It, take, it hurt you and it, it cut deep. Like yeah. even that, like sitting with the fact that this thing or this like broken relationship or whatever has happened in the past has actually hurt you. That's okay, you know? Mm. Like we don't have to, I think there's so much pressure to oh, start the healing journey, heal, heal, heal. And yes, instantaneous healing is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. But for many people, it's a luxury. For many yeah. people, they don't even have the necessary time in a particular like time period to really heal, right? To really focus on, you know, getting better. You may have work commitments. You may yeah. have certain things that require you to show up, which means that you can't focus 24 seven on your healing. Yeah. Take your time, pace it. It's okay. Deal with it step by step. Yeah. Um, healing does, like even when I think of like, for example, depending on the seriousness of um, the affliction, when you break your arm, Healing is not a one day job. You got to set the bone in place. You have to, um, especially, oh, for example, if you break your leg, in mm. fact, set the bone in place. You have to wait for some things to strengthen before you start standing again. And then when you start standing again, you have to do some physiotherapy to feel comfortable. Mm. And even then for some people, they never regain the like same um, way that they may have walked before. They yeah. may have like a limp, oh God, heaven forbid, but they may... Um, find themselves walking in a different like pace. They yeah. may find themselves using their body differently. And it's understanding that the healing journey is like that, right? Mm. Um, you may have gone through this and whilst things look different and you still have the scar, you're still able to walk again. You're mm. still able to create something beautiful. So pace yourself a lot. Mm. Healing doesn't have to be an overnight job. There can be some elements that are quick in, you know, the decision um, and the intention to move towards positivity, the intention and decision to rebuild the relationship. Yeah. But the actual grafting, the building of that trust, the building of that bond may take some time. Yeah. And that's actually okay. It's very normal. <sighs> Reconciliation, rekindling lost love. Yeah. I guess to end very, very quickly. Yeah. Courts, have you ever had to go through the process of rekindling lost love? Oh my gosh, yeah. All, like, I think it's a natural part of life. Like, yeah. sometimes love's lost and it it's hard. It's very painful. Um, but I also think it forces a maturity out of you. Mm. Um, and also, it, like I said, like that pressure can produce a more beautiful friendship as well. I think there's yeah. hope. Um, and I think it's actually through losing love and having to rekindle it that I've learned the most about myself mm. and how I feel about myself and how I feel about other people yeah. um, and what I am willing to fight for and how I fight. Um, and that can be really hard. I think doing something that's, it, yeah, it can just be really challenging and it can be some of the most emotional times. Mm. Um, but I think when you find something that's actually worth fighting for, you should fight for it it can just be hard and I think it yeah it's been it's been some tough seasons but it's been nice yeah. to to be able to see what comes out of the other side pressure makes diamonds yeah man I've definitely been you? yeah no I've definitely been on both sides as well right like where I've been harmed and had to reconcile but also where I have done harm and have to reconcile because I think there's always that the two sides to every story or three sides I think that's what Usher yeah. said um <laughs> words to Usher Raymond <laughs> Um, but 
acknowledging, and I think we've said this in a past episode, that you are both the victim, but also can be the perpetrator in one fell swoop. Well, sisters, on that note, there may be some reconciliation that you may need to do this week. There may be somebody in your family, somebody dear that you need to reach out to. Um, or equally, it may just be internal reconciliation. What are the things that are still holding you bound? Some of the things that are still holding you hostage. Some of the things that you know have harmed you, but you haven't allowed to surface. Yeah. The first step looks like that. Let them surface this week. Yeah. There are some hurts that you may need to deal with and that's okay. And that can be step one this week. What has hurt me and what do I actually need to process? And how can I reconcile myself with myself? Yeah. But as per usual, sisters, drop it like it is hot in the comments below. We would love to hear, have you been harmed? Um, Well, Well, most people have been harmed. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. More so, (laughs) have you had to, after being harmed, start the process of reconciliation? What does that look like for you? What are some tips that you can share with the sisters that may be dealing with some hurt that they're not really quite ready to process yet or don't really have the tools or equipment to start that journey? Support one another. You know, it's a community over here and we love each other. So share that wisdom and that knowledge. And of course, for more wisdom, knowledge, fun, community vibes, all of that good stuff, you can always follow us on all of our social media at To My Sisterhood on literally everything yeah. Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. You already know the vibes. We are everywhere. Yeah. And of course, if you want to follow our individual glowing and growing journeys, you can follow us individually on our pages. The lovely lady in the brown swirl, she's giving us au chocolat <laughs> at CD Bartek. And of of course come and follow me over at renee kapuku for sure and make sure you sign up to our mailing list so that we can send you love letters to your inbox you already know the deal for weekly glowing and growing tips just pop your email into at to sorry just pop your email into <laughs> to my sisters.com rather and follow at to my sisters yeah but um yeah head to to my sisters.com and sign up to our mailing list and it's all good vibes over there trust me uh but yeah like we said sisters link is in the description for tickets to our live show you better come um and also thank you thank you so much for rocking with us as always we greatly appreciate you and thank you for letting us be a part of your journey so as always keep glowing and growing Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 